You evoke light out of the universe. I really like that um, quote and segment from Alan Watts. If you guys ever get the chance to just listen, uh, maybe you're in the sauna or you got a long commute to work and you just kind of want to sit and um, explore your thoughts. There's a lot of cool Alan Watts um, videos on YouTube with really cool music in the background to help you explore the universe with your mind and get more connected to yourself. And he even has some guided meditations, which are pretty cool. But uh, welcome to it. This is episode four of Speaking Into the Verse. I'm your one and only host, producer, and family-friendly neighborhood podcast man, Braden, the dad Larson. Ooh, I said my last name. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, so today um, I was going to just do a journal-type podcast, but I've been talking to someone new, and uh, they were like, oh, you do a podcast? Um I really like your perspective on health and wellness, so you should talk about that. And I was like, okay, cool. I haven't, I mean, I've touched on it briefly a couple times um, how important I think your gut biome health is um, and exercise and that I go to the gym and things like that, but I, I haven't really dived too deep into it. So I thought we'd explore my, my thoughts on those. But um, yeah, for, real quickly, I just, this podcast is going to be a little bit late, uh, separated from the third one. Uh, these past couple weeks have been kind of nuts. Um, so I'm really thankful for this idea that was brought to me um, because I haven't really had time to sit and think about what I wanted to talk about, um, do any research or pull any subjects up because it was just uh, you know a trip up to Bear Lake, which is like three hours from my house. Um, spent almost the whole week there working on a job and, and then directly after that weekend um, I went camping and then um, work's been kind of on and off which has been really weird and it's thrown my schedule and my sleeping schedule off um, really bad but then I went camping again for the 4th of July and that was amazing it was nice to meet some new fa- um, friends and hang out with my family for the weekend um, at a beautiful property go fishing with my brother um, took the edge off with some beers. That was a night. It was a good weekend, but, um, just really having any time to sit down and really think about the podcast. And, um, there was a couple things that were bouncing in my, my, bouncing around in my head as I did those long drives up to Bear Lake or up to the property. But, um, I just realized my, my mic turned red, which lets me know like the volume peaked. And I thought I would just shout out, um, Cooper and uh, my my best friend kid they let me know that the podcast was a little too quiet so I hopefully have adjusted that on my mic and um, I'll let you guys on your end control the volume so I've, I've listened to podcasts where uh, I couldn't hear and it wasn't loud enough and I couldn't turn it up anymore but uh, I thought I'd give you guys the chance if you needed to turn it up or down it's on your end now so if this is too loud though let me hear it guys um, we were trying to find that sweet spot, make the audio sound nice and nice and loud and clear for you. But the thoughts that I was having were, you know, just I'm in the car by myself. I'm listening to my favorite music or some of the my podcasts that I'm listening to and look over into the passenger seat next to me and there's no one there. And for a while there, there was always somebody in my passenger seat and I go to the movies by myself and there's an empty seat next to me. And, you know, that was always filled with um, a girl and 
someone I could hold my hold hands with and enjoy the movie and cuddle up and uh, talk to afterwards and take out for dinner and spend time with and talk to and express myself and I kind of just up on my way up to Bear Lake I was just thinking that I like miss having a person um, and not that I just want to just like kind of grasp at whatever comes my way first I want to be diligent take my time um, not be so naive make sure that I'm set up and grounded um, myself really well first before I jump into anything new but um, doesn't mean that as a human being I long for that um, attachment and, and being with somebody that means a lot to me um, I don't I I've been talking with some people recently about you know proper relationship and most people don't make sure that they can stand on their own two feet before they jump into something and then they end up leaning on one or another for for certain aspects and um, uh, kind of the qualities that I'm looking for is somebody who has ambition who can stand on their own two feet doesn't really you know rely on me for anything I don't want to have to be the breadwinner and have all that pressure put on me um, we should be able to be a unit and do things great together obviously you know people they have their down times and days that aren't so great and you need encouragement and and extra love from your your partner and that's what they should be there for but it shouldn't be all the time just needing the other person to lift you up and have you help you have happy days you should be able to do that on your own and then jump into something so just they've been thinking about that on the the car ride and then it was kind of funny i got back on monday don't have my girls on the tuesday the girls got dropped off to me and um i were just sitting looking at photos of my phone and I was explaining a couple concepts to my oldest about how big the world is and where kangaroos come from and how China invented the walk and where China is on the map. And me and Layla were having some fun, learning some facts. And um, she brought up my ex and her new relationship with the, her person that she's with now. Um, and um, I was like... What did I say to her? I said, it's really good that you, that mom has a new friend and that you have a new friend. Um, but, you know, I'll always be your dad, right? And she's like, yeah, you're my dad. And well, Kenan's my friend, but he's not mom's friend. He's her boyfriend. And I was like, oh, okay. She's, he's her boyfriend. That's okay. My four-year-old's allowed to know that people get into relationships. And then she turns and she looks at me and she goes, dad, when are you, when are you going to get a girlfriend? And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I was I've been thinking you know I might be might just be me you and Thea for the rest of my life and would that be okay I just um you guys could be the love of my life loves of my life until um I pass away and she's like no I think you really need to get a, get a girlfriend people should have girlfriends and boyfriends and I was like okay I'll, I'll start getting working on it <laughs> not that I haven't been kind of thinking about it for the past little while I mean after um my relationship ended the way that it did. Uh, made sure I took some time to be whole and make sure that my hurt didn't hurt anybody else and that the ripple effect ended with me. Um, so I've meditated on that a lot, thought about it a lot on car rides or while I'm at work. And um, I definitely think that I'm in a place. Um, no, I don't think. I know that I'm in a place right now to 
take on another soul. I just really hope that I find someone else who's um, as whole, or at least is trying to be as whole as I am and always trying to improve. But I just looked at Layla and I was like, yeah, I, I guess I'll, I'll try my best. And she goes, okay, you let me know when you find a girlfriend and make sure she's cute. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try my best. Um, so she, she was really cute and it was kind of a, I don't know, it was kind of like a sign from the universe that even my daughter thinks that it's time for me to get a girlfriend after I spent a whole weekend kind of longing for someone. And then uh, a few weeks ago, my mom just stopped and she looked at me and she was just like, I think you're more ready for a relationship now than I think you've ever been. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. any. Well, I do know what I'm doing different, but um, I guess it could be less humble and feed my ego a little bit because I do feel like I'm doing a little bit better than I have in previous years. But um, I'm also enjoying being single. It's nice to not have to worry about another person on like what we're going to eat and what music we're going to listen to on the drive and what movie we're going to go see. I could just do whatever I want to do and take my daughters wherever I want to take my daughters. And um, I don't really have to plan my day around anybody else. So I don't, I haven't had an example of a relationship like that in my life. Um, obviously, my parents are very happy. They've been happily married for 30 years, but and I see kind of the exterior of the relationship. I don't really see the interior, but I wonder if there are um, very happy people out there who don't like all those the little intricacies don't matter so much. It's just, you know, one person or if you just you want you eat what you want to eat, you listen to the music you want to listen to and so on and so forth. I would hope for would like to practice a relationship like that so nobody feels like they're not acting autonomously so yeah that's the relationship thoughts so um on to uh health and fitness maybe and maybe even spirituality and my thoughts on it um i i'm gonna i'll probably say this now and on later podcasts and every time that health gets brought up i will bring up the fact that your gut biome and the germs that are in your stomach are probably the key to most of your ailments, energy level problems, hormone imbalances, your perspective on life, uh, stress levels, anxiety, depression. Most of it comes from what's in your gut. So if you're constantly putting garbage in there, fast food, soda, um, alcohol, different things like that, and disrupting your gut, then you're disrupting a lot of the patterns in your brain. And if you don't feel like you're very solid and you don't have consistency, that definitely could be why. Um, that's why I, I've talked about this before, but fasting is a huge way to let your body um, not really take a break from just eating food all day, every day and digesting and focus on some other issues. It's a good way to fight cancer, decrease inflammation, um, lots of other things restore your body's chemical imbalances uh if you're having improper bowel movements if you're sick um fasting because it could be a great way to help out with any of that and again i am going to precursor that any of the information that i share on this podcast is just my opinion and my beliefs consult your doctor before you do anything um life-changing or make any dietary switches but um other than that, um, it's I kind of when I think of when I think of health is just like what you decide to eat, what you decide to put in your body, and beverages is pretty pretty easy. Liquids, you know, water's better for for you than soda. Um, juices, you can you should drink um, 
It's a great way to get nutrition from fruits, but try to keep it to a minimum. Stay away from the cheap, high C stuff. Try to focus on the 100%, you know, pulp, orange juice. Uh, mix up your juices, grapefruit juice, cranberry juice, good for your kidneys, and so on and so forth. Energy drinks, horrible for you. I still have some from time to time, but really try to avoid uh, energy drinks. Um, and then alcohol just is going to kill everything that's in your stomach, and especially most people' habits when they drink alcohol is you know, you know you have some drinks at nighttime, you're at a bar, you're at dinner, you have drinks, then you go to bed, and that alcohol is still in your system, destroying your gut biome while you're sleeping, and then you're gonna wake up, and instead of replenishing it with um, uh, probiotics, you're going to add more food into there into your digestive system that doesn't have the germs it needs to break down your food anymore, leading to other stomach issues, you know, feeling tired, groggy. Your body's going to pull a lot of your energy and focus into digesting your food now because it doesn't have those nice germs in there that make it easy to digest your food and distribute it among the body. So um, liquids is... It's the easier part for sure because it's just water over everything. Avoid alcohol and energy drinks. Just don't drink the soda anymore. I mean, it's. I guess it's. I've no, I've never really had an addiction to it, um, so I can't really speak to um, trying to get rid of it out of your out of your diet. But there was a um, something I heard on the radio a long time ago about weight loss with like candy or sugar is a great way to start that off is to not tell yourself that you can't have it or you're going to stop having it because then what happens is that you have it and then you feel like you betrayed yourself and then you spiral down and just keep on with your bad habits is all that you tell yourself is not right now so you know at di dinner the waiter asks you what would you like to drink your gut your initial inside of you says dr pepper i want my dr pepper i always have dr pepper with my burgers and just say no not right now to yourself have the water and then eventually you'll tell yourself not right now enough that that initial feeling of like i need the soda will pass and it'll just be you know, your first gut reaction be water or lemonade or some other better alternatives than carbonated high fructose corn syrup uh soda so i maybe that'll help anybody if they're haven't tried that before just telling themselves not right now maybe later and then if you do have one later you don't feel like you betrayed yourself and then you just keep trying to tell yourself later and later so um food is where i think it gets like really complicated and really hard even for me um especially because i don't i feel like i've heard enough stories about um farmers and their crop or their produce or animals livestock um is all being produced the same way and then to make more money all they do is take the same corn and put half in a bundle that says just normal and then half in a bundle that says organic just so they can make an extra couple bucks off the organic stuff even though there's nothing really happening that's all too different and even if they just avoid using pesticides and things like that on the grass you still don't know what type of chemicals they've put in into the growth process for whatever it may be um things that they've changed in the dirt and soil, all that. Uh, I, I, I'd be um, flabbergasted if to find out that they haven't found out ways to change the, pro, the way produce or things grow. Um, 
not just through pesticides and spraying the outside of the vegetables or the cow or whatever to produce more food or have it grow a different way so when you feel like you're trying to get like the best things in your body um i i you'd have i guess it, you just have to trust labels and what they say or know somebody or a local farmer that can get you literally straight like beef from straight from their farm to the butcher to your table and nothing in between um where you know the cows are being taken care of and they're not using anything growth hormones and stuff like that that's pretty i think nowadays that's pretty much the only way to know 100 percent for sure that the animal that you're eating has nothing in it but the protein and the nutrients that you need and unless you go up in the mountains and you hunt and kill elk or, or deer like i want to so um other than that I'm, i mean everything aside from beef and like your vegetables is just like a plethora of combination of ingredients and in food and i mean some most of it looks like it's it's okay when you say when you read like organic and healthy and stuff but i mean the healthiest thing the healthiest snack that i've seen so far is um i think fritos because literally the only ingredients is corn salt and um vegetable oil which isn't not that bad for you in uh, an edible form uh obviously edible form how else are you going to eat vegetable oil you know squirt it in your nose <laughs> put it in your vape and smoke it um no what am i trying to say oh that like the different pastas or ingredients that you're putting into your foods for your dinner or snacks that you're creating or like my pre-made meals that i make for the week I just really don't think that we know everything that's being put in there. And you can try your best, obviously, to not... I don't add, you know, a side of... Uh, what I'm trying to say, fruit snacks or a brownie or some type of dessert item with my lunch. It's just the rice, the beef, the vegetables, and the seasonings that I put in there. But um, I don't know where the beef came from. I don't even know if it's 100% real beef. It's that weird kind of elongated cylinder packet from walmart that's a squishy ground beef thing you have to cut open and i cook it up but i mean is that really 100 percent beef on the inside i've got no idea i don't have enough time uh to focus my energy on where that actually comes from on the packet it just says 100 percent pure um cow fed beef but at this point with how how many things have come out where companies are doing twisted things on the back end uh, just to make extra profit, I, I, like I said, I find it. I would be completely flabbergasted to find out that that was wrong, and that that beef tube that I'm buying is actually 100% beef, and not a culmination of other things or um, chemically added cow remains, whatever. You get my point at this point. Um, but that I mean, it makes it so hard on people's um, like diet journeys or their weight goals is sometimes they think that they're getting uh, a better food source than what they've previously chosen to do and it's actually just the same or if not worse um, so you really have to pay attention to your labels and where you're getting your food from and I don't suggest just from my personal experience I don't suggest going to places like Sprouts or Good Earth um, that are just going to jack up prices on you because it says organic when you can go to Walmart and pretty much get the same thing um, but yeah it's it's just kind of a crazy wild world the way our food has the the food situation has turned into i think back to 
just um, not too long ago, just the Native Americans and the way they lived before um, the English invaded, but they were a hunting hunter-gatherer uh, population where men would go out and they would hunt deer, elk, fish in the wilderness, bison, what, what have you, and, you know, respectively take that animal from the land, take its life away. Uh, I think they even donated parts of the animal to the fire to appease the gods after they uh, took a life. But that was just 100% natural, pure, um, you know, animal. It's just the, the protein and the nutrients from that animal were just that animal. There's nothing added. There was nothing in the grass in the woods that the deer could have eaten to make the, the meat um, added with extra chemicals and things like that. That actually just pop, made a thought popped into my head that maybe I'm too negative about the whole thing and maybe the chemicals and the things that they're adding into the food that we have are ex added nutrients and things that we, we couldn't get or things that are extra helpful. Um, things to make sure there's not disease in our food because I'm sure some Native Americans probably did die from spoiled meat um, or bad diseases within the deer that they didn't know about, consumed the deer, and then and passed away from whatever illness. I'm sure that happened a couple of times, but I don't know if nobody ever dying from food that they eat and living long but hurting lives where they have to get prescriptions and uh, anti-depression medication and painkillers and then end up in, wheel in a wheelchair at 60 because they're so fat they can't move. Is that better than, you know, a few, like, 10 people dying per year of meat that just that is just bad and they didn't know? I, I'm i not the one. I'm not the judge or the person to say which is, which is better, um, even if that's true or not true. But just got to think that, like, the the gardens that they had and what they were growing as native americans was all just look 100 percent organic food there was nothing in it except the water that they put into the plants those nutrients that those plants grab from the soil which i did hear sad guru talk about the soil um that we have now that we're growing crops out of out of is losing its nutrients because it the soil supplies nutrients to the crop we grow the crop, we harvest the crop, and then we don't leave the um, the left of the plant remains to be recycled into the dirt. We have found out ways to sell that to turn into firewood or dog food or paper or what have you, and it doesn't get returned to the the soil. So the soil that does never gets replenished in its nutrients. We try to do it artificially. Um, which is, I think, part of what's poisoning our food and ox and poisons the soil, makes it harder for things to grow. So it's just a bad cycle, and um, that's why they're predicting food shortages and kind of dust bowls is that the soil is not having the nutrition returned back to it. Um, and I think the Native Americans were really good at returning things back to the soil, returning things back to the earth. Um, even if you burn that um, animal matter, it's still goes into the fire and then that fire they probably just let seep back into the into the dirt or the soil um maybe they had some other w religious practices with ashes and fire remains i don't know um because i'm not a native american expert but um 
it just seems like that way of living and getting your substance is much healthier in the whole circle of life. It's better for the plants and the animals that the humans eat. It's better for the humans and it's better for the ground that feeds the plant and animals and round and round it goes. So, and with how busy um, they keep us nowadays, you don't really have the time. Most people don't have the time or the energy to prioritize looking at what they're eating, what they put into their body and a lot of that, I guess, has to come from your intuition and what the universe tells you is okay or not okay to eat. Because I don't think a single person on this planet eats McDonald's and then just afterwards is like, I feel amazing. I want to go run a 30K marathon right now and then afterwards uh, send me to NASA because I want to go do a lap around the moon um, and then come back and I want to spend all day with my family and my kids and have a great time and then go to sleep. Like that. That's never the case. I've always eaten McDonald's and then right afterwards felt like crap. But if you're doing it with a whole bunch of friends, you don't feel so crappy. You actually feel good because you're hanging out with your friends and you just got your McBitch and whatever. But um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Um, no one's ever felt good after eating fast food. But there are times where I've eaten like... Um, I don't know, Chick-fil-A does this for me. I don't really ever feel like I eat Chick-fil-A and then afterwards feel like crap. And I'm not sponsored by Chick-fil-A whatsoever. Um, but my intuition or my gut just tells me that if I eat, when I eat that food, that it's actually is what it is um, with better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's, just kidding. Um, <laughs> better ingredients in it that are actually real and I don't feel so crappy afterwards. Not as good as if like, I buy a steak from like the butcher in our local market here at Smith's and do like a beer battered, not beer, I always say that, butter battered reverse seared steak with rosemary and cook up my own rice and potatoes and have that as a meal like that. I always feel amazing afterwards. I never feel bad after after that meal. <clears throat> Much better than I do if I eat Chick-fil-A. But there's just some intuition there. Do I actually trust that that steak is from a cow that got treated properly and doesn't have any added chemicals in it? I don't know. And same with the potato and same with the rice and all my other ingredients. I have no idea. But my intuition tells me that that's a better meal and a better choice than McDonald's. If you're, if you're following along and getting what I'm saying. But uh, the excuse is, and most people will sit, tell you, like... Uh, I just had $10 left in my bank account and then I needed a quick meal, so I stopped at McDonald's. It's like, do you know how inexpensive fruit is as like a piece? Like if you just wanted to make a lunch out of fruit in the front of Walmart, you could have like a banana, an apple, an orange, uh, what are their baskets of raspberries and um, I don't know, a thing of carrots and you're still at like seven bucks. Like you can get a pretty good lunch just off of fruit um, and vegetables from the market. But it's inconvenient to park your car, walk into Walmart, pick all that out, walk out, eat it, and then get back to work when McDonald's is just on the way and your boss is only giving you 30 minutes. So I do understand that, but for the longevity and how um, how much inflammation is related to so many other health issues that's caused by your diet and all the high fructose corn syrup and dyes and different ingredients that we consume that cause inflammation and then cause you to have other illnesses that cause you to have to go to the doctor and then he gets to prescribe you prescriptions and then make money off of you and so do the prescription companies um and all this time you're just in not living uh 
as 100% as you could. And I listen, I need to follow my own advice for sure. There's there's times like I, this past weekend when I went camping, I had alcohol, I had some sodas, I let loose a little bit um, so I could, I could follow my own medicine and be a little bit more disciplined and do these things that I'm talking about and not consume the extra uh, chemicals. But there's this weird balance of like you want to enjoy the time that you've got here and enjoyment does come out of, you know, the, the extra snacks and treats that we get. But there's a fine line between that and also living a really healthy life where your body could keep body and mind could keep up for a long time while you're here and do all the proper things. So I think I, at, at the end of the day, I guess my point it, with all things is just to try the best that you can on an individual le- level listen to your intuition and do the best that you can do um, as an individual because there's just so much information out there and you do all this research and you jump online and you're reading tweets and getting into arguments on the internet over this and that and trying to find out the real the real details about where our food comes from is nearly impossible unless you want to get in a car and drive to the middle of freaking Oklahoma to some farmer's house and ask him how his crops are made while they're struggling. I, th- I think farmers are like super underpaid right now and struggling financially, but like he's going to have the time to answer your questions or there might be some government officer waiting at his front door to tell you to fuck off for answer- for asking questions like that. But that's just the, that's just the food part of, um, Sorry, that's just the food part of health um, and nutrition, and there's there's so much more, and there's so much more that I don't even know. That I mean, I've just these are tidbits and my own thoughts and beliefs from podcasts or information that I've read, which could be wrong, could be right. Um, so take everything that I say with a grain of salt. And I've always suggested to people when they listen to podcasts is you know they don't believe everything that they're saying. They they could be pulling stuff out of their their asses but um be open to any information that you hear because that could lead to some truths at, at least for you so um but the the nutrition side of health is is really important to me and at the, at the same time so overwhelming that sometimes i forget to focus on it the fitness side um that's really easy for me because paying attention to my body and what it's telling me and how good I feel after I exercise and do the hard runs and sit in the sauna and that it's it's just instant gratification there's nothing in this world that I think you could do um for yourself that has instant rewards like exercise you as soon as you finish a really hard workout or complete a hard lift or hard task that you're trying to do in the gym or finish that 50k run that you're doing instantly you feel amazing you feel like you've you've complete you've done something great something amazing the rest of the night is so much better that's why i really don't like working out at night time because uh, i waste that energy on like a one to two hour period before i go to bed it's like what out of one to two hours of feeling pretty amazing and then it's instantly time off to bed so um, if you if you don't do any exercise right now, um, there might be some people out there who have legitimate reasons why they can't move their body, and I understand that, but 
with enough determination and creativity, I think everybody in this world can exercise and should exercise in some facet. I mean, it's something as simple as taking a 10 minute walk every day around your neighborhood can compound into you running 10 Ks and doing greater and better things. But even if you stick to 10 minute walks around your neighborhood uh, every day for the rest of your life, I think you're in pretty good shape. Um, Just putting your mind to caring about yourself uh, I think has compounding effects into your diet, into exercise, the things that you choose to do, the things that you choose to bring into your life, um, things that you like to take out of your life, like smoking and um, different things like that will all of a sudden um, go away because you're telling yourself that your body is important to you and you want to take care of it. So get up and do something. If it if even if it's like every time I go to the bathroom I'm gonna do one push up, I think that can compound into something pretty amazing. And then you feel that you feel that um feeling of accomplishment as soon as you finish like your whole day. Like you if you really think about it, um it could, obviously it would be pretty hard to do push ups in like the mall restroom. Um, that'd be pretty funny if anybody does that and wanna see videos. But uh, if you just spent the whole day in your house and every time you use the restroom, you did a push-up, I think by the end of the day you've done uh, 10 push-ups. Depends on how much fluid you're drinking, obviously, and all, all that other stuff. But, I mean, that's a good amount of put. I bet I bet it's a very small percent of the population that does 10 push-ups every day. I mean, I don't even. I do other stuff. I work out in the gym, but I don't do 10 push-ups every day. Um, and that could compound, too. You know, now I'm going to do two push-ups every time I go to the restroom. Five five push-ups every time I go to the restroom. Now I'm going to get a pull-up bar. So every time I go in the restroom, I'm doing a pull-up. That I've done for a while, and that I do love. I think that's a great way to sneak in some exercise on yourself is just to put a pull-up bar in your most commuted doorway. That way, every time you pass it, it's there. It's easy. You jump on it. You do one, two pull-ups. Maybe just swing around on it a little bit and get some pressures off your shoulders and uh, you're back for a second. That's that's all good stuff. So fitness for me is is pretty easy because of the instant gratification and accomplishment you feel after you get it done. The food is is a little difficult because um, I mean you eat a salad and you think yeah you feel great. And I ate a salad. I didn't have a cheeseburger for lunch, but there's not that instant like uh, like instant I feel amazing. It's a diet and losing weight is something that takes a long time um, to get to, especially if you're trying to lose lots of pounds of, of body fat. Um, it can take a while to get to that goal. And that's why they definitely suggest things like progress photos so that you can see the difference week by week by week by week until you reach your goal. Because looking at yourself in the mirror and having maybe things like body dysmorphia can throw you off of off the path to to your goals so easily um yeah and then there's like and then spiritual health which is more of like your feelings and the way that you choose to go throughout life and um i think that i'm gonna save for a whole nother pocket because spirituality and self-healing and all that is really um kind of the reason that i started the podcast because it's some of it, I, th- I think to the culture and to people nowadays, it sounds so woo-woo and is easily dismissed um, by by a lot of people, especially if they, they think really logically, it can get dismissed by 
by those um, kind of individuals, but um, it's really something I've been kind of hyper focused on for the past year or so. Um, ever since, um, ever since my divorce and being separated, I've really kind of dived into um, spirituality and what it means and all the different forces that are around us. So um, I think I'll keep that for different podcasts and keep kind of dissecting it and um putting into different pieces because there's there's just so much there's your past life regressions and um rocks and gems and your star signs and whether palladians or not uh your um what is it called when you um transference uh past traumas meditation i mean there's there's so many different facets of self-healing and becoming whole, non-duality, all that stuff. Um, and each of them are, are very complex, and I have opinions on, on pretty much all of it. So I think each of them are, are worth their own podcast. I'll save it for later. But yeah, that's my those are my main thoughts on, on health and food and diets and kind of where the world stands as it is. Um, Obviously, if it sounds uneducated or I don't know what I'm talking about, I don't. This is just beliefs and things I've heard around the grapevine and things that have been talked about on other podcasts. So don't hold me don't hold me too accountable for any of this. But I just want to, if I could, the goal with talking about health is to spark um, something new inside anybody to make a change or do something small, um, something different than they didn't do yesterday that they're going to start doing the next day so anything i'm going to eat one carrot today and the rest of it's going to be crap but i've never eaten carrot before great i would love to make that change for somebody because i really believe that once you open up the door the universe steps in and starts to push you towards bettering yourself but you have to be the person to open that door first and i don't think i've ever been able to open the door for other people but if you listen to this and then your thoughts can change to possibly opening that door for yourself and I helped in any way sort um anyway um what's that saying sort of fashion no that's not wrong any way or any way or fashion no that's not right what am I trying to say if I helped in any way sort or fashion that has to be it but that doesn't make any sense anyways um if I helped in any way for someone to open up a door and a new possibilities in your life, I would be very grateful for that. Um, so if you listen to this, oh, I need to, The I'm pretty sure, maybe I can do it right now while I'm talking, but I want the podcast uh, Instagram to be at, at the verse pod on Instagram. Um, and I... I, I don't think I'll make a YouTube because I probably won't have any videos, but we'll see about that in the future. But I'll probably just have the Instagram and then an email. If anybody has any suggestions that they listen to this and it's anything like the audio or, you know, maybe I could uh, change the sound at the beginning. Or if they have any suggestions, advice, topics that you want me to go through, um, things that you want me to say, um, even if you want me to shout out, tell you happy birthday anything like that, um, please let me know. Um, this is a, a new adventure for me. It's supposed to be just a journal and a way for me to let out, let out what I want to say. I don't care if it 
goes viral. I don't care if nobody ever listens to it. Um, that this my main goal is just to speak into the verse. That's why I called that called it called the podcast this that. Gosh, my English after forty minutes is getting absolutely obliterated. But um, that's my main goal is just to speak into the verse. But if I can, if even if <laughs> you know having a consistent. Um, viewership and being involved with them, I think sounds really amazing and really cool. Um, if we could have a group of people that help, um, that's, that'd be pretty awesome. Kind of like, uh, the podcast I've been listening to is Sadie and Elena, um, uh, living in the question. They really want to have like a group of people that are always, um, focusing on self-healing, asking questions of, you know, what is this world? What is life? What do we live in? Well, that reminds me of the the topic of um, living in within a matrix, but I don't know. How long have I been talking already? 40 minutes? Okay. Maybe I can get this out in the last 20 minutes because I decide, right? I'm I'm the owner of the podcast. I can talk however long I want to talk. So there's this idea. It's kind of like if any of you have seen Rick and Morty, there's this episode where his um, his spaceship – his uh, aircraft that they usually take adventures in has run out of battery. Um, so they, Rick opens up the front, looks inside, sees the battery. Um, and what it, the battery turns out to be is he's, he's trapped within that battery, a universe. And in this universe he invented, or he pretended to be the God or an alien that gave everyone the knowledge and told them that they need to jump on these treadmills every day to create power, to appease the gods. So like their whole civilization is, is based around running all these treadmills, which are actually powering Rick's spacecraft. But somebody in that universe came up with an idea to have um, power be supplied through some other means and then also figured out how to create a different dimension in another box and that was supposed and that scientist within that box went inside of that box and taught those people that they need to jump on treadmills to create power to power the the next universe above and above and it kept going so far below um that they figured out that there was one civilization that they decided they didn't want to run on the treadmills anymore and they were trying to fix it so rick's spaceship could work uh and that is a super trippy idea to think that we live in one of those realities where we're like a universe with inside of a universe or we're just aliens or another being or species having a VR experience of like us. Like my life is just a VR experience of another being. Um, it's almost calming in a way because that means that when I die or when I pass away, I'm literally just going to pull off whatever headset goggles step out of the VR room or whatever and then I will just be that thing that was observing me the whole time um, I I hope that it knows that I w- I'm going to miss my family and my friends and my daughters a lot when I pass um, but if that's the way that it is it's kind of comforting to know that it just won't end and it just won't all be black and I'll be a um, I'll be I'll be me but whatever me is watching me um, live this life if that makes any sense. Um, and that's also, I kind of think that's what different um, psychedelics, not that weed is really like a psychedelic, but it does peels back like one layer of reality. Um, things like mushrooms, acid, LSD, 
maybe not LSD. Acid, for sure. LSD, yes. LSD um, and those other psychedelics, I think, peel back more layers. And you actually get to see from the perspective of whatever it is that is viewing us. Um, I think it kind of shows you what they, they see us as or maybe what their mind looks like on the inside. Um, and we can only observe it in the ways that we can observe it. But if that if the VR scenario is true, um, then that's pretty cool that those beings live those experiences that we can see if we do take those psychedelics, if that's how it works. Obviously, I don't know. But um, I think that concept is, is kind of crazy and it's a little frightening um, depending on how many like layers back it goes. Because if that being who's observing me living this life is actually another being being observed in his life and so on and so forth um then that's kind of crazy uh i heard a story from ari shafiri he's a comedian he took like an illicit amount of um, psychedelics at one point and he during his experience in his trip he actually lived an entire life he was um born went through being a kid excuse me went through being a kid uh teenager he went to high school he went to college he got a job he met a girl he had a family he had kids he grew old with his wife together he had grandkids every single day he woke up and like he lived a life while he was having this experience and then when he died he woke up and he was on um the couch as Ari Shafir um so that's pretty insane that maybe the life that I'm living now is just some dude on a couch tripped out on mushrooms and he's watching me have this experience and but it's just a dude on a couch and Ari said that when he when he woke up from the that experience he it was just like a few hours later or something like that um, which is pretty insane that um, it depends on I guess I guess the defining thing is that some scientist, some pro would have to be, have to go into that experience, and then identify if that person that Ari was had a conscious. Then it proves that anybody in this life could be uh, just a projection of someone having a, um, a psychedelic experience. If that, hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully anything that I'm making is is making sense. But I'm sure as a human having a conscious and uh critical thinking ability i think everybody has wondered where we go and what happened to us after we die i think that's probably the main re reason religions were invented and if you are religious you probably have some pretty strict beliefs on what you think happens to us after we pass but um i'm not uh i i have a very small religious background but my family actually left the church um pretty early in my youth so uh my thoughts on what happens to us after we pass is constantly changing and i'm constantly listening and trying to learn uh, about possibly what could happen to humanity after we uh, don't live on this planet anymore but nothing's decided i think it would be cool if i was some alien having a vr experience of myself because at least i would kind of have memories uh and re recollections of what i was doing on this planet but Maybe we turn to pixie dust and then float through the ether for the rest of eternity. I've got no idea. So I'll leave it with that. Um, I can tell that my English and my thought process is getting a little, little belated, a little bodacious, a little 
backassered we. So, uh, thanks for listening to episode four of Speaking into the Verse. Like I said, I'm your one and only podcast producer and neighborhood family podcast man, Brayden. Um, you guys have a fantastic rest of your day, and I'm gonna do episode five pretty pretty quickly because um, it took me a while to do episode four. So, look out for episode five. Peace.